Welcome to another edition of the Wonk and Circumstance Podcast. I'm your host, Wonky Robina. Florida's legislative session continued on this week, with a handful of bills making progress towards the potential of becoming law. Let's take a quick look at the statistics of the session so far. As of recording, 17 bills have passed the House and are waiting for their counterparts in the Senate to take them up. Two bills have similarly passed the Senate, but are waiting in the House schedule. Zero bills are currently sitting in conference committee. Twelve pieces of legislation have passed both chambers. However, they are all resolutions, no bills, so they do not carry the force of law. And there are zero bills pending the governor's signature or have been vetoed or become law. This week's episode will focus on one of the most discussed topics in the nation, guns. Several bills have been proposed in the legislature, with many seeking to expand the locations where concealed carry permit holders can legally carry their weapons. A few, including SB 16, SB 134, and SB 148, died in the Senate's Judiciary Committee before the session kicked off in earnest. Others, such as HB 55, are progressing through the committee process and heading to a floor vote. We'll give you the breakdown on some bills to watch in just a few moments. A little bit of an update on the behind the scenes at GovAid project this week. We've learned a valuable lesson. There's no sense repeating work. On the respective websites of the two chambers, each bill's page lists bills that are similar. Using Microsoft Word's compare feature mixed with the political knowledge of our team, we can use the grade given to one bill as a jumping off point for bills that are linked as similar. This makes grading more legislation a little faster and a lot more consistent, especially when you're looking at a topic such as guns, where the bills can be very similar. When you're a small team, you simply can't afford to spend superfluous time on each individual task. Overall, a big boost in productivity. Before we get into the bills for this week, first a breakdown of our process. We look at every bill identifying the topic or topics that each one covers. Oftentimes, this is just one issue, but many times, especially when the Appropriations Committee is involved, there can be supplemental issues that also come into play. For bills that are very specific, we include a meta-topic, an umbrella category that an issue falls under. Red light cameras, for example, we list under the umbrella topic of transportation. Once we've got the issues the bill covers sorted out, it's time to get it rated. Bills are rated on a scale of 0 to 10. These numbers for us represent a range exactly like the one you see when you take the voter aid quiz, from strongly disagree to strongly agree. We need the number rating to be able to tell you, the voter, how your elected officials vote on a particular issue. Because stump speeches are nice, but laws are made by actually voting in the legislature. This week, we're focusing specifically on the topic of gun control. Under our rating system, a gun control bill that's rated a zero would advocate for every gun to be legal without conditions on who can own or carry. A 10 would advocate for a system where all firearms are illegal at all times under all circumstances. All of the bills we're about to discuss fall within these two extremes. Without further ado, The first bill we're going to look at today is SB 1048, simply titled Firearms. 
This bill allows a church, synagogue, or other religious institution to allow a concealed weapons or concealed firearms licensee to carry a handgun in places of worship under certain circumstances. The church would designate someone or someones to be able to carry. An amendment, which has been adopted to the bill already, would also require permission from the property owner if the church does not meet in a building it owns. Carrying in a school would still be barred during school hours and extracurricular activities even if the church meets there. Essentially, this allows current holders to carry in a place where they are not currently allowed, that is, where a church meets. The topic covered in this bill is obviously gun control. On the original bill, we scored a 2.75 out of 10, and the amendment is rated as 3.5. Both scores qualify it as anti-gun control. The original was rated as a 2.75 because it increases areas where concealed carry is allowed. However, it still requires the permit holder to receive permission from the church. Every permit holder would not be allowed to walk into a church with their weapon. They would have to ask for permission first. The amendment was rated as a 3.5, slightly less anti-gun control than the original, because it does still increase the areas where one can carry a weapon and still requires the permission from the church. However, it also requires a second party to give consent. It also pulls back on areas that are expanded because it takes schools completely off the table. Schools are currently off the table. However, the original bill would make schools a place where you could carry if it was a church, if it was during church meeting, and if they were designated by the church themselves. The amendment, which was adopted, would remove that. HB 1419 is a similar bill. It is currently waiting for a hearing in the House in front of the Judiciary Committee. This bill, SB 1048, has passed the Senate's Judiciary Committee by a close 6-4 to four vote. It is sitting on the agenda of the Rules Committee and should be heard on February 1st. Bill number 2 is HB 621, titled School Safety. This bill allows schools to designate certain individuals to carry a concealed weapon on school property. The designee must have completed 40 hours of school safety training, 8 hours of active shooter training, and 4 hours of firearm proficiency training. Along with completing those requirements, designees must be one of the three following categories. An active and or veteran member of the armed forces with a clear record of service, a current or former law enforcement officer with a clean record of service, or a current valid holder of a concealed carry license. The topic is gun control. We scored this a 3 out of 10, anti-gun control. This bill expands the concealed carry law, allowing guns to be legally carried in a place where they are currently prohibited, that is, schools. However, the bill does place significant limitations on the persons that may carry in the newly expanded zone. For example, the increased amount of training that would be required and the fact that the school has to designate rather than anyone with a license being able to carry on school property. This bill would fall under anti-gun control, but not very anti-gun control. In order to be very, a score would have to be between 0 and 1.9. Similar bills 
are SB 1236, the Senate Companion. It has yet to receive a hearing in the Senate. The House Bill 621, on the other hand, continues to move through the committee process. It passed the Criminal Justice Subcommittee by a vote of 7 to 3. It is currently sitting in Pre-K through 12 Quality Subcommittee, waiting for a hearing. One more bill for you. HB 55, the sale of firearms. This bill requires governments to allow payments or transmittal of processing fees for background checks of potential firearm purchases to be done electronically. This is an example of a bill that won't grab a lot of headlines but can have an effect on day-to-day -day transactions across the state. Every once in a while, laws need to be updated to keep up with the times, even if those laws are universally popular. The topics covered in this bill are, you guessed it, gun control. We rated two parts here, the original version of the bill and an amendment. The original version of the bill we rated a 5, and the amendment we rated a 4.75. Both of those ratings would qualify this as a middle-of-the-road gun control bill. The original bill doesn't change background check provisions. It doesn't change how often you have to get them, who has to get them, etc. All the bill does is allow gun stores to take payments or make requests using technology that's more fitting of the 21st century, i.e. to be able to send an email instead of make a phone call or to accept credit card payments. The amendment that was offered makes a tweak to existing concealed carry laws, adding public defenders to the list of law enforcement officials. While this allows more people to qualify for law enforcement status under the carry laws, the change doesn't really impact the effect of the laws. Because it technically allows more people to qualify as law enforcement, it has a slight nudge towards the anti-gun control side. However, the score of 4.75 still rates it as middle of the road. There is a Senate companion to this bill, SB 152. It is identical. It sailed through the committee process without a single no vote in the Senate and is currently pending a vote before the full Senate floor. HB 55 is also through the committee process and is waiting for a vote by the full House of Representatives. Both the original bill and the amendment will be voted on by the full House. Before we go, do want to give you a brief update on the bills that we covered last week. Unfortunately, there's nothing to report. The bills haven't moved from the status that we presented, and uh, they're currently just kind of sitting there. Expect some movement maybe in the next couple of weeks, but for now, they are as we said they were. Check back next week to see if any of that changes. Or, if you can't wait till next Tuesday, head to myfloridahouse.gov or flsenate.gov and enter the specific bill number you want to look for in the search box. Before we go, I want to remind you about VoterAid our sponsor. It's the site that allows you to learn which candidates for office most represent your interests by matching you, the voter, online dating style to them. We currently have two live elections, South Miami's municipal races, that is mayor and commission, and a special election for Florida House in District 114. If you think you may live in a district that's currently voting, head to www.voteraid.co and type in your address. If you're in an election zone, you'll see the offices listed on your results page. And if you aren't, don't fret. 
will still give you an ideological match to your two sitting senators and member of Congress. On today, State of the Union Day, if you are listening to the podcast on the day of release, might not be a bad idea to see how your federal officials agree or disagree with you. That site again is V-O-T-E-R-A-I-D dot C-O, voteraid.co. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.